welcome to Tech Law Talks. I am Anthony Diana, a member of Reed Smith's Tech and Data Group. In each episode of this podcast, we will discuss cutting edge issues on technology, data, and the law. We will provide practical observations on a wide variety of technology and data topics to give you quick and actionable tips to address the issues you are dealing with every day. Welcome to the introductory podcast of Tech Law Talks and our M365 and 5 Foundation Series, where we're joined by Lighthouse to explore the core elements of Microsoft 365 and key operational and legal considerations. In this episode, we're going to be discussing Exchange Online and some of the legal and regulatory and operational issues associated with Exchange Online. With me today, I have Therese Caparo, a partner in Reed Smith, as well as John Collins from Lighthouse. Welcome, guys. So let's talk about Exchange Online. And one of you know the purpose of this podcast is give generally C-suite executives, legal compliance, just a sense of what Exchange Online actually is, as, as many organizations are moving to Exchange Online. So Therese, why don't you give us a, a sense of what is Exchange Online? What should people know about this? I think the first thing that people should know about it is that Exchange Online is not simply an upgrade from exchange. I think that's a misconception that a lot of folks in legal and compliance have, that this is just, you know, exchange. So it's exactly the same as the exchange we've always had and used. And the reality is that Exchange Online brings with it a whole host of new functionality that provides opportunities for more data to be stored in mailboxes, greater governance over that data, including for retention and disposal, but also, you know, increased legal, regulatory, and operational risks, primarily because there's data that's stored in the Exchange mailbox that we've never had before, you know, in the prior versions of Exchange, like MyAdalytics, which includes analytics about the activity of the user in the mailbox or Sway, which are presentations and presentation software for different information, which of course just increases risks related to e-discovery, to compliance and things like that. So I really think that's probably for me, the most, you know, the key thing to remember about Exchange Online is that it's not just Exchange. It has a lot more to offer. From a legal perspective and a regulatory perspective, why why do people care, right? If I'm I'm sitting there in the general counsel. Why do I care about what IT is doing? I mean, I think the reason why you care is because it has an implication and implications for your litigation. It has implications for privacy. It has implications for the risk of the organization. So if legal and compliance aren't understanding what Exchange Online is, then they're not going to be prepared to address the new data tort types or the compliance issues that may arise if the exchange online. Yeah. So John, I know you've got a ton of experience doing this. You've been doing this for a long time. What are your thoughts on exchange online? And particularly when you talk about uh, retention and stuff like that. So I think Therese framed it up really nicely, which is it's exchange online is not your grandfather's exchange mailbox. And there are a number of different artifacts in there that are new some of them are extremely important from a discovery perspective and from a gov- from a information governance perspective. Now, the good news is that Microsoft does provide 
uh, functionality, both on the e-discovery and on the information governance side to address not necessarily all of these different artifacts, but most of them. So for example, you can apply retention and auto-deletion policies to most of the artifacts in the mailbox. We strongly recommend that organizations test what the Microsoft documentation says is subject to those policies because it's a moving target. Sometimes the Microsoft documentation isn't up to date and doesn't tell you exactly what's subject to them. So for instance, Therese mentioned Sway. When you log into the eDiscovery Center inside of M365 now, it actually says it sways subject to the eDiscovery tools, but the documentation still says that they aren't. So that's an example of where you'd want to test. So I think you've got the, the retention and deletion, and then specifically on the eDiscovery tools, things like Sway, things like My Analytics, things like Teams, Chats, those are all things that are discoverable, but you've got to use the native e-discovery tools in a proper fashion to make sure that you're targeting those items, that you're collecting them. And also, as, as Anthony and Therese know, you know, there's different workflow implications. You know, if you just collect the whole mailbox, you're going to get all those things that Therese mentioned, and you may not want all those as part of your e-discovery workflow. Yeah. And, and Therese, before we go today, is there any other issues with Exchange Online you think people should know about? Yeah, I mean, the one other thing that I think folks should keep in mind is that, you know, with, with 365 and Exchange Online comes the ability to search across the entire 365 pennant to find information, including email. That's not something that really was readily available in, you know, prior versions of Exchange. And while that can be really difficult and challenging to do within 365 today, it, it does raise some questions about should people for e-discovery be required to search across the entire tenant to find email, say for a departed employee whose email may still be in someone else's mailbox, or if users are allowed to delete, you know, could searching the whole tenant get you more email? Now that's not typical, right? Most people focus on the mailbox and that's how 365 is designed, but it does raise some interesting questions for particular situations. Thanks. Thanks, Teresa and John. Hopefully Everyone listening, learn something today. We have a lot more to talk about on 365 in future podcasts. So hopefully you'll come and listen and learn. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Tech Law Talks is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Allie McArdle. For more information about Reed Smith's tech and data practice, please email techlawtalks at reedsmith.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and reedsmith.com and our social media accounts at Reedsmith LLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. All rights reserved.